0: Hey, welcome back, hitchhikers. You're back for another episode of The Strange Road. Bub, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Good. Fueled good. up, ready to rock. Awesome. Yeah. Well,
0: I I'm your wonderful. host, Mikey, as always, the bro host, Bub. And tonight, st- stoner, no longer the loner. Not. Sir Bro of Diz, the anymore. prodigal son returns.
1: From uh, adventures
0: far and wide, making everything look and sound good as usual. He so, ca- welcome
1: back. Yeah, he corrals us
0: to Master Control Disbro. Yeah, we he's got us dialed in, dude. Keeps us on, uh, keeps us on. T- look at there, they are. There, yeah. they are.
1: That's it. <laughs> that's the, that's the, uh, that's Isengard. We're we in the tower. We
0: got a lot of folks. Yes. Look at that, guys. That's the behind <laughs> the scenes camera.
1: I love that shot. I
0: think we're three shows into the new yeah. uh behind the scenes master control camera. Yeah. We love that shot. uh Something Stoner worked on, little pet project of his. Yeah. It's looking dope. Next thing, we got to get those guys mic'd up back there. I know. You know? I know. Yeah. Well,
1: We'll get there. We're gonna get there. We've got the we've we got a lot of irons in the fire. We're always cooking something. That's right, that's
0: right. We're always trying to tinker with the show, add little things here and there. Guys, welcome everybody, everybody in the chat. What's happening, you guys? You guys ready for this one? We got an awesome awesome show. And for everybody listening, uh, that will be listening on the audio side. We appreciate the hell out of all you guys. Absolutely.
1: Um, wherever you're listening across the world.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And if you like this video, you like this stream, you like this episode, please share it. Uh, hit like on,
1: uh, this video, maybe you just like to hit the like, hit the like you button. Maybe have an obsession with hit that. Subscribe. I gotta check my doors to make sure they're locked. Maybe yep. somebody has to check them make you know, make sure they hit the like button. That's go right. For it. And uh, that t- might be your thing.
0: Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends and family. Let so, them know. Uh, I mean, this we've been waiting a little bit for this. This episode, we've been
1: super, super, super stoked. I didn't think this was something <clears throat> like I. Let's just go back to the start of all this when it was like, hey, you guys should have this. I was like, you're joking. Well, that's wonderful give of context. you. It's wonderful that you're joking give with ton- me. Context, context in what way?
0: Of how we came across Jesus during came, Da and Robbie during, and
1: during Da and Robbie's first <coughs> when DA we A-X went on DA Machina. Machina. Yep, that was the first time it was mentioned. It was kind of yep. like, okay, that's whatever. Yep. Yeah, let me put that on my list of Santa Claus and send it off. Yeah, and then the second time happened with uh, Jessica. Yep, with Cryptid Jessica Hunters. Jones,
0: and she said. Oh, I I'll, I'll reach out to him. He would I bet you'd come on your show. I thought he would she was totally
1: joking. Come on your, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I thought she was joking. I still thought she was joking. So, yeah, and, it's uh, it's wild. So, thank it's you really to, wild.
0: to all of them for putting Jesus in, you know, who Connecting knew that? The dots. Uh, he was a well-known Bigfoot researcher and well, I no idea. You know what? Let's just hop right in. Let's do it. Ladies Let's and gentlemen, we're going to bring on our guest, Jesus Pion. Jesus Pion Jr. and guys, he's a bigfoot researcher. He's an actor, stuntman. You might remember him and and know him from Gonzo from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yep, Bub and I are huge, huge fans of the
1: show. Pretty big fan. <clears throat>
0: and he's also part of the Cryptid uh, uh, the Crypted Hominid Genome Project. I'm interested so in is that a too. Yeah, group of anthropologists and and PhDs that uh, uh, Jesus was uh, a part of this. Giant research project. So, uh, does so many different things, and we are super stoked. Jesus, welcome to the show, man. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Absolutely. Appreciate
1: it. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. We're that that picture that that picture you have right there. Yeah. yeah. Of the four of us. If you look over the right shoulder of No Do's, yeah, there's somebody (laughs) looking at us. (laughs) Tell who it is. I
1: can't see from this far back. It's, yeah, it's I see that. Is it Tuco? Oh. Shut it up. Is. I can see his uh <laughs> I can see his tooth uh, shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. Well, F- we might as well question. get it out of the way. First question I gotta yeah. ask <laughs> is uh, you know, obviously he's a he's a great actor on his side of looking and getting that intimidation across. What's he like on set? I mean, is he just a practical joker? Is he uh, Mr. Cruz? Yeah.
2: Well, um, when he's in character, he's pretty serious. Uh, yeah, he's sticks, he sticks, he sticks mostly quite upset for if, if when he has a suggestion about you know a scene or something. Okay. Uh, but when you know once at the end of the day when we we're going we leave the stage, um, he goes he's himself. And I didn't know I grew up watching him in all kinds of gangster movies. Oh yeah. You know, and,
1: oh yeah. Training is um, he in Training Day yeah. right too? He's
2: Training Day. Yeah. yeah. Blood in, blood out. Yep. A bunch of good ones, you know. Yep. And he, you know, he talks to me, and he's like, "Hey, bro, what's up, man?" I was, like, huh? <laughs> I was like, "You sound like a ninja turtle, you know?" It's and like uh, Hedellin, it turns bro. out, yeah, for real, man. <laughs> it, it turns out he, he, he was raised in Malibu, and he was a surfer.
1: Oh, wow. nice! Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, you sound so, like a ninja turtle. So,
2: yeah, completely different person <laughs> than I expected. I mean, right. and, uh, yeah, he, he was cool people. We went around and he, uh, he'd follow me, uh, not follow me, but he'd go with me in, in Albuquerque uh, and watch me do tattoos because I traveled around town and did tattoos on people at their houses. So he he, he watched me doing that. We went, had hot wings, out, you know. And That's awesome. Uh, yeah, hung out. He was cool people. So he was real cool people. So, That's uh, awesome. Man.
0: I mean, what does it feel like to be part of, in my humble opinion, one of the best scenes in television history. Mm. I mean, I really do believe that. When Nodos gets taken out by Tuco in the junkyard, yep. I mean, and then the episode that uh, after that unfolding and how the story of you, you know, moving the body. I mean, wow, dude, yep. that's one yeah. of the most intense scenes ever. I mean, what it, what was it like I to agree. be there in that moment?
2: Well, at the time um Ryan Cranston wasn't known for Breaking Bad. Yeah, nobody knew what Breaking Bad was. Right, we didn't even think it was going to get to air. because It was you wow. know, such a the, the content, you know, and the violence in it was never done before, really. You known for you know network television, right? And um so it was just another one of the many, you know, shows that I'd been on didn't didn't air. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just we do the first few, you know, episodes or a season, and it doesn't get picked up. Yeah, I mean, so at the time it was just like, cool. I'm working with uh, Malcolm in the Middle, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then right getting to work with two, with, Brian, with Raymond Cruz, you know, from all my old, you know, yeah. gangster movies. And, yeah. So that just in itself was really cool. Aaron Paul didn't know him. Yeah, never heard of him at. He the time, was an no. unknown. You
1: yeah, good point.
2: Yeah, so when we did the. 'Cause he was supposed to get killed originally. He was supposed to die. Oh really?
1: Oh. Jesse was.
2: Yeah, and the, he, he, Jesse was supposed to die in the first season, yeah. What? But because of the writers stri- Yeah, because of the writer's strike, it changed everything, okay? What? Um the, the, yeah, the scene where where Tuco's punching Nodos, it used to be the original scene was Tuco smashing his head with a car battery. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. But they deemed it too too violent, so they went to punching. Yeah. And then, um, which is arguably right the, more
1: violent in a way to watch mm-hmm. somebody use their bare hands. Yeah. Versus, I can understand taking that battery, but the amount of you've, oh. you know what I mean? Like, so it's funny how they tried to like fix it or make it look a little nicer. Oh. And it's just like, you know, the Rocky scene of hitting that side of beef, just you like, oh, right? Like, that's crazy. Oh. Sorry. I, you know, you know, there's no the
2: words. <laughs> <No worries. laughs> So uh, they, they had a metal chest plate for no doze <laughs> when uh, Brian is pretending to do you know CPR and pump right. his heart. And uh, Brian Hansen was the one that had to choose the hat and glasses for you know Heisenberg, but he couldn't decide on which hat and glasses. And I went over to him and he, I said, "Who's who's your your resident gangster?" You know, <laughs> and he was like, "I said, like, yeah." <laughs> and I did, I did too close to and everything. You know, I did because I do tattoos. I yeah. draw them, you know? Yeah. So I told him, I go, I go, this hat and these glasses. I go, that's what you need. If you're trying to be a badass, here you go. You know? And he, he put them on. He loved, he loved it. He was like, this is it. You know? And he chose those and. It, it Jeez, stopped. a man.
1: That's awesome. that's yeah, pretty dude. amazing. You've got a mark <clears throat> in some pretty iconic. Totally. You know, total total cinematography I, there. I mean, that's. You know, even that little like just the uh, sketch of him, right? Like with just I mean, the brim of the hat and the glass. Like,
0: you know how many movies yep. I've seen Jesus in? Going, oh my gosh! Before I knew you, I was like, that's Gonza from Breaking Bad. Yep. So many right, movies, right. dude. Yep. You're just like, yeah. once you see that person, you you know, you see that scene, and it's it's still one of the most memorable scenes. There's yeah. hardly oh, any scenes I can really remember. That one sticks out. Yeah, and
2: what what was cool about it is that. Um, of course, now, you know, where we're at with the whole show and everything. Yeah. Um, I have a whole different respect for being part of that. You oh, know? I, I bet. Wow. Um, and I like it's changed my life. You know, I ain't, I ain't rich right now, but uh, it's changed <laughs> my life in many other ways. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's opened so many doors and um, I'm able to, you know, Reach out to different parts of Hollywood and just be like, "Hi, it's Gonzo from Breaking Band. They're like, "Oh, okay, hold on." <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, no problem." That's you know, awesome. so, so that helps a lot. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's, I'm really honored to to be able to say that I'm part of any of that. You
0: know? Oh man, we're super happy for you. You couldn't be, you know, couldn't have happened to a, a better guy. Too right. We've gotten to know each other a little bit, DMing, cause some conversations. So right. well, with that scenario too,
1: like that's kind of how things happen, like that. Yeah. You don't know it's happening in the moment. You're like, like you said, you're like, oh, this is going to get canned. And like, it's never going to see the light of day. And it's like, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it, it takes them that pressure off. It takes the pressure off. Right. Well, it's like, like it- hey, it has to be this way or it's got to be this good. And you're like, we're just out here having fun, shooting what we want to do.
2: Right. And like when I got into Hollywood, this Breaking Bad happened right after I got to, to start doing uh, acting. And uh, I went on my first set as a extra. And by the end of the day I had a speaking role and I was fighting Steven Seagal, Okay. <laughs> and right, yeah at, and later that Steven. night. later that Seagal. night I was I, Yeah, I got to fight Steven for Reals at his hotel later that night. So it was just a wild day.
1: Wait, and wait, so wait. The, Let's, okay, set up. You can't just gloss over that, Jesus. So <laughs> can we do a segue on that? Can we take
2: a side
1: sure. detour? So what happened? So you fought him fictitiously in the scene and then later on it he what okay go ahead
2: okay so um i went to the wrong side of the set so i was by all the star trailers i was supposed to be on the other side of the railroad tracks uh, oh
1: i see i see
2: and uh the 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 the, um first ad you know saw me wandering around and he was like you know who are you what are you doing here man you know and i was like um (laughs) I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, told me I'm, the, I'm, you know, I'm the leader of a gang. I got guys under me and stuff. And he looks at me. Makes sense. Come with me. Jeez. And he takes me to a trailer. I didn't know that he thought I was Danny Trejos. Hmm. He, I guess he had never seen Danny Trejos before. Oh my God. So gosh. he thought that was me. and, and gave me Danny Trejos' trailer. Oh my so, God. Um, gosh. That's wow. how it started. That's how it started. Yeah. And then, they had to, you know, I got yelled at and they took me to the right place. And, um, yeah, it through a misunderstanding of the casting director and the center coordinator um, talking about a character's name. It happened to be Jesus, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Jesus, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So when they kept on saying the name, you know, where's our Jesus? We got to find our Jesus. You know, and I was like, <laughs> okay. raised my hand. I was like, yeah, I'm right here, you know. And Steven Seagal's six foot five. So he's supposed. We're supposed to be in East LA, and it shows. You know, he's fighting normal sized Mexicans. It looks like he's beating up a bunch of little kids. You know, he's giant. So you know, I'm six foot three, and they're like, "Can you fight?" I was like, "Oh yes, I can." <laughs> and they're like, "Would you mind fighting to go? I was like, "I'd love to," you know. And that's when they introduced us. We talked, and he, you know, I auditioned. I guess you could say on the spot. Yeah, uh, he, he had me. He had me uh, improv. Being a bouncer at a nightclub. And I literally had done that for over 20 years already. Right. You know, by that time. Nice. So I I knew the lines real well. And he he was like, oh, you're perfect. You're good. You got the role, you know? And he's like, come to my hotel tonight so we can fight. And I was like, all right. Damn. (laughs) You know, he was like, you you understand that I could kill you. I was like, God. Yeah. That's the best part. I was like, imagine. People are like, hey, what happened to Jesus? Oh, you ain't hurt? Got killed by Steven Sagan. Dude.
0: I was like, <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's a meme. That's, That's an ridiculous. internet meme. That's a good <laughs> death story. That's a good <laughs> death
2: story. He was like, I like you. I like you, Arnold. That's was awesome. Like, nice. So the same casting director that, that found me that day was a casting director for Breaking Bads Later. Okay. Ah. So out, Vince Gilligan and her were friends, and he had chosen me to be Crazy Eight first. And then uh, so I, I was all ready to play Be Crazy 8. And then my agent was like, they said, wait, they want to use you possibly for something else. And I was like, ah, oh, I just lost my chance, yeah. right? And, yeah. and then a few, month, a few months later, they called me back up and they said, we want you to be no-dos. Okay, so mm-hmm. I was no-dos. And then the the uh, writer's strike happened. So go, if you look at the credits on, on first season, I'm no-dos. No, right a strike happens. Yeah. We come back, they tell me that Caesar Garcia that plays Nodos now. Um, he the scene calls for him to drag me around the the, the, the junkyard, you know.
1: Not it's gonna happen. Like, oh, right. Can't.
2: Physically, not nah, gonna happen. Yeah. Not gonna <laughs> happen. <laughs> they, they, they had not thought about that whatsoever until that episode came up. They didn't even think about that. So they are like, We're gonna switch your characters. So you can carry him around. You get to live a little bit longer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In second season, I became gonzo. It's in the credits. No one noticed. Nobody paid attention. (laughs) I mean, I can honestly say...
1: I never noticed that. You are dropping so many Breaking I've Bad Easter watched eggs it right all the now way that anybody times. that is a super fan oh, is going, uh, mind they blown. didn't know
0: that, this is uh, Inside Baseball, dude, for that's me. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is top two oh. my favorite shows ever. Yeah. Like, I can say that without
1: oh. doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. Well, this, yeah, and, X-Fi- this and X-Files. Better call Saul's great, too. You're great Which is, that, too. you know, funny, because Vince Gilligan did a lot of the X-Files, didn't he? He did the oh, X-Files series oh, itself. There's
0: so many things that he was a part of. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. Better Call Saul. Yeah. With, uh, so good. Bob Odenkirk has been a... a big. We've been big fans of pretty Bob big fan of him for, for a long yeah. time. It, was yeah, it, he's, a, he's a riot. Was it the Mr. Show? Mr. Show, him back and, in the day. Uh, David Cross, yeah. When I was oh. a kid,
0: we'd watch Mr. Yeah. Show. And I
1: was probably way too young to yeah. watch it. He's great. I mean... He's been around for a long time. To that end, the casting director that's working with uh, Gilligan... You know, on these and, and friends and what have you. I mean, kudos there as well, because they have a really yeah. good eye, um, oh, yeah. if, if not in in putting you in the <laughs> proper role and then having to switch you around, but at least having the right group of characters that have the right, right, you know, charisma and energy and interaction together where when you watch it, I mean, you feel like a fly on the wall. I don't feel like I'm watching a TV show. I feel like I'm watching somebody's real life almost. Like that's right. That's why right. Breaking Bad got me so much because mm-hmm. it was the whole concept of like, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so is a chemistry teacher. No, he really, you know, makes math or, you know, so-and-so is uh, right. the local, uh, uh, I don't know, head of the the church here, and he was BTK. Like that's real. Like that's real <laughs> stuff. So to me, oh, Breaking yeah. Bad, albeit fictitious, definitely based in reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. that's why I think it really got people uh, almost a little unsettled. Well, unsold. they
0: kind of nailed the meth culture, too. Oh, Which yeah. a lot of people, oh, yeah. they won't let you get <laughs> by with that. But like the meth heads and the people like Wendy, the prostitute, and like they just nailed the, you know, the tweaker vibe. All they
2: had to do is literally Look, go to the locations <laughs> and just sit there and wait. Yeah. Just go to your location, that they like, sit yeah. there and wait, and you'll see it. Yeah, Yeah. it's that prevalent there. Right. You
1: know? Yeah. That's so sad.
2: The
0: Southwest has always had a meth issue for a long, long time. Just everybody can make it out in the middle of nowhere. It's such vast plots of land that never end. You could be out, you know, in the desert of New Mexico, out by Chaco Canyon
1: in an RV. Nobody would know you're out there. So, are you from that area originally where you're
2: at currently, Jesus? Or did you move? I'm not. I'm not. I, yeah, I moved into the area okay. of Albuquerque specifically for the film industry. Yeah, you know, and uh, but at the time I had you know I had to work, and I already had you know worked in you uh, know El Paso, California, Colorado, a bunch of places as a bouncer, you know, for for strip clubs and nightclubs. Right, and uh, so that's what I was doing while I was in Albuquerque when I first moved there in the two thousand five ish. And, um, yeah, working downtown in downtown Albuquerque. So I, I was, I knew that whole town. I knew all the, the craziest people. And then I became a, a, a federal detention officer there in Albuquerque, where well, rancho. And you got to find out all kinds of interesting facts, you know. Uh, like, you know, in one year they had 100, 122 megalabs that they found. True. You know. Um, Good
1: gravy. Yeah.
2: jeezum. Yeah. And then I was shooting this one film with Cuba Gooding Jr., and um, it was it was about border patrol and you know illegal uh, uh, slave trading all that stuff uh, happening you know within the cartels in, in Mexico, and um, we're out there, <laughs> and I'm telling them this stuff. I'm just like, dude, I go because we were out on the edge of, of Albuquerque, and I was like, you know where we're at, and they're like, no, what, where, and I was like where all the meth labs are <laughs> and the little shack the little shack that we're in filming there's a bunch of pickle jars lined up and they're like i wonder why they have so many pickle jars and i was like this used to be a meth lab wow and they're like <clears throat> right i was off. if we're lucky we'll see one explode while we're filming <laughs> they're like um, free pyro sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> one one did do that one one The distance, good far distance. They're just
1: everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, there we go. Um, Good catch. Good catch. (laughs) We did have a guest that
0: had minor tremors once.
1: (laughs) An earthquake over in India. (laughs) Yeah, that did happen. Uh, Okay, there we go. I'm back. My bad. My bad. You're good, no, you're, you're good, good, man. We, we super, totally understand.
0: We're super laid right. back. I mean, we, we see you, we hear you. This has been incredible. I mean, already I'm having a blast. I've uh, learned so much awesome. about Breaking Bad yeah, I had no this, idea
1: about. I just, I, I find it interesting, too. What made you get into films? Like, how did you go, hey, I'm going to go into acting? Yeah, you what, were bouncing. What, what, what drove and then, you to that? Yeah.
2: Okay, so um, I was just, uh, well, you, you know ADHD. Oh, yeah. that is. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm terrible. So yeah. I was always in, yeah. I you know I was the, the class clown, and you know couldn't concentrate for anything. I Always had to you know a- acting on my thoughts, you know. Yeah, couldn't and then, relate. Um, people were like, yeah, people would tell me, you know, you should be an actor. You know, I was, I was in high school, junior high and stuff. They'd always say that, oh, you should be an actor. You're funny and stuff, right? And uh, so never thought about it. You know, I did one play in ninth grade where I played the angry father. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, and we did the play in the classroom so it wasn't like a, a real production and anything. That's awesome but, um, yeah <laughs> other than that i didn't really you know think about acting and uh when i was 16 i started working as a, as a bouncer in tucson and yeah i got really good at it became a bodyguard i bodyguarded for in vogue and a bunch of other groups Whoa, back then and get out that's so cool I love well, they got, got to tang, get, get tangled up with a Suge Knight, a bunch of crazy stuff, you know, in Hollywood. <laughs> and so I wasn't still not thinking of acting. I was, I was, I was the boogeyman. I was the scary dude. When, when the scary dude needed a bodyguard, they called me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, so that was my thing. I was just the, the big, scary bodyguard dude and the security and all that stuff too. So um, I ended up opening my own business in Alma, in Tularosa, near Alamogordo, New Mexico. It was a tattoo parlor, uh, tanning salon, art gallery. Oh, cool! And um, it was it was rocking, man. It was dope. And but the sad thing happened: we had the biggest storms we ever had in New Mexico in 2005, and the roof caved in on my on my build my on my store. And the owner of the building. Uh, didn't have no insurance, it turned out. Hmm. And had just been charged with 75, I'm joking, 75 counts of, of uh, statutory rape.
1: Jesus. So he was going away.
2: He's a yeah, So he was going away for a, no way I could have get help for anything that got damaged. And so I lost my business. And in that same <laughs> week, I found out I had a daughter. Didn't know. She was three years old. being sued for child support. Wow. And same week, same week. My parents decided to tell me they chose me to be the one that, that uh, handles their funerals and the executor you know, of the estate. Yep. Yeah, all this to t- take care of them when they get older. Yeah. Was, that was one week, so I was like, "Son of a gun! I need to learn. Uh, I need to figure something out because if I got to do all this, I've got to, you know, I don't want to do it struggling. Yep. I want to be comfortable, so I need to get a job that pays well soon." So I was thinking in my head, I was like, "Well, doctors get paid well. I ain't got twelve years and all the money for that schooling. Don't Sending do the it. lawyer thing. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, right. So I was like, I, I could win the lottery. So I went and bought a lottery ticket. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I could become a famous rapper. I didn't know how to rap yet. So, okay. <laughs> I was, um, well, I get, I get, I got I get, get stereotyped a lot in real life, you know. And uh, the cops, uh, they they love me. <laughs> so much. thank god for breaking bad because you know i just like break <laughs> you know that I mean? dude
0: they're you like, gotta be able to pull that oh, card okay. for so much that's awesome
2: oh man you that's know awesome. only in, only in emergencies you know what i mean right right but uh yeah so i was like you know i could i'll be i'll play an actor there's no giant you know mexicans in hollywood that can act and do stunts and yeah that yeah. Stuff. yeah and uh yeah so i was like what the heck? And I told my, my dad, I was like, hey, dad, I'm going to become an actor. And he was like, you just lost everything. He was, you're 30 years old now, and you have a kid. Get a mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Like, well, that is, that's a job. Yeah. He was like, no, that's that's <laughs> a job. That's work. Yeah, and I was like, I- I'm going to, I'm going to become an actor. I, I, I promise you, I'm going to become an actor. And he was, he looks at me, and he's like, look, you got 30 days to become an actor in the movies with lines, or you got to come work for me, which he was the head of the sanitation department for the county. And he said, you got to start at the bottom too. I ain't giving you no favors. I was like, ah, damn. And at the time, I had a long goatee, right? And he told me, uh, after the 30 days and you don't become an actor, he goes, you got to chop that thing off your chin and come to work. I was, uh, but I got 30 days, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> so,
2: uh, yes my crazy insane son you know and uh on the 28th day i got the phone call that i was going to be in a movie but as an extra i ain't tell him that you know i, was, I told him oh, oh, you got lines and everything pop <laughs> and uh yeah it turns out i ended up with that and so in 28 days that's what it took me 28 days to become a hollywood actor fighting scenes ago you know and that's how that all started
1: that's pretty damn impressive that's awesome man i mean
0: you that's were pretty highly motivated i'm pretty sure i can't become a hollywood
2: actor you got, or got a
1: kid on the Steven way to go in th- in 28 days or 30 yeah. days it's not happening
2: you're you're yeah, i found out that I was, I was a rare i'm a rare commodity in hollywood you know it's uh yeah, yeah literally like because i you know i'm a professional fighter and i've had law enforcement you know experience and all that stuff um yeah, a lot of the, 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 there is large Mexicans out there, like in California and stuff, but a lot of yeah. them are, are are just big and scary. <laughs> yeah. You know what well, I mean? Not, yeah. They, or or they don't really, have a personality not fits. Yeah. 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 You know, they're just you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I became really a, a rare commodity in Hollywood because I was a professional stuntman now. And yeah, I could get in a prison, they want me so carrying cool. bodies, they want me carrying bodies and Throwing them away, whatever. Yes. You know, he's telling me they'll call me up. Hey Jesus, can we throw you out a window? <laughs> or, uh, out a window.
1: That would be uh, such an awkward call. call. <laughs> That'd be such an awkward call. Like, <clears throat> you know, I'm just imagining my wife. Like, what are you doing right now? I'm calling Jesus to see if I can get him to let us throw him out a window in this right. scene.
2: <laughs> what? Right? Who are you calling? <laughs> <laughs> or like when I fought John Cena. You know, that was that was wild. That's awesome. In uh, the strip. I thought John Cena in a strip club that I used to be a bouncer and a DJ for Wow! Ten, ten, five years before that. All but comes just, back was,
1: around, dude. That's wild. Yeah, dude. It's it so cool. W- it is a trip. And now a it's trip. acting full-time for how many years now?
2: Full-time, we'll so in three more years, it'll be 20 years. Wow. wow.
1: Congrats, man. Congrats, that's dude. That's great. Solid. And so it takes such a left turn of going, you know what? Career. Taking a chance on yourself, getting a truncated timeline, going, you know what? This goatee and my talents, I'm saving this goatee and I'm getting um, an acting yeah. job. Like, that's
2: amazing. You know, that's so cool. You know, its, it's not, it, I just, <laughs> I, I i know how Hollywood loves stereotyping, you know, characters, your character acting, yeah. you know? Uh, and all the hell that I've been through with society of people being scared of me in real life. Yeah. I knew that they'd eat they eat it up. Yeah know what I mean so Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean made a, made a weakness, a strong a strong point, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. He looks mean in the movies, but he's the nicest guy ever. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? <laughs> That's Fishbrush. you have to act like
0: a, a mean guy. Well, but usually people that can stomp you out know well, they can yeah, stomp you out. Exactly. So there's no reason to it's stomp you out. It's the martial artists, mentality. Little ones
1: that want to, you know, yeah. throw hands to show they're tough. You're like,
0: not out there looking for trouble. You know,
1: I, I've seen but a lot of the uh, videos of bouncers taking on the guy at the bar that wants to take on the bouncer, and it's literally just like they don't want to do anything. And then after a while, they can't help. the just toss it. You know, it looks like they're just chucking an apple in the street. Just there goes that person. Yeah. It's like, geez, man. Well, they're there,
2: thinking. There's one. Uh, security guard, bouncer guy, in um, downtown. I was now I was I wasn't you know doing that anymore because I was acting, and uh, I threw an industry party downtown. And uh, me and I was filming the movie with Gerard Butler. I was doing a bunch of stunts. Nice. And you know I invited him to my party, and the uh, door dude, you know I'm up there in VIP, and one you know one of the staff comes up and I'm like Jesus, Jesus, um the security guy at the door won't let in Gerard. You know what? Jerry. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's trying to give him a sobriety uh, test and saying his eyes are too red to come in and just being a dick to him. You know, excuse me, Elaine. Heck, no, you're fine. Uh, Yes. So I go down there and I go outside and sure enough, this little jerk won't let him in. He's trying to get him to follow his finger and stuff. And I, I told, you know, Gerard, I was like, you know, stop, don't listen to him. And that dude, he can't, I don't know, he was, maybe came up to my nose somewhere around there, maybe in my mouth. And he was like, do not interfere with what I'm doing. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> let him in. Stop being stupid. You know what I mean? Come on. And he was like, yeah. All, I have to warn you, I am a I am a professional MMA fighter. Do not step any closer to me, or I will put you down. Dumb boy, here we <sighs> so, go. Don't, don't do that with me, bro. I was like, I'll hurt you. Don't. <laughs> you know, I was like, for real. And he he literally pulled out his MMA gloves out of his pocket.
1: Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? He had gloves ready to do. That's is that how you street fight? You first get yeah, out let your me get my
0: gloves on. MMA quick, approved and then we'll an
1: apportioned gloves, and you put in your mouthpiece. And Are then, these five pound gloves or seven pound gloves? I would have had right? to stop right there. So, like this is too crazy.
2: Oh, it was funny as hell. So you know, I, I, uh, he comes up to me real close, and I was like, "Don't do it, man!" And I was like, "If you touch me in any way, I'm going to hurt you real bad. It'll be quick, <laughs> too." And then he warned me again, you know, about his enemies. He's all stuff. tough. And, oh, he bumped, No, he was known in that that downtown as oh. a bad dude. Oh, all yeah. the other security, he would he would bully all the other bouncers and security officers, you know, up and down the strip. He's a power so, trooper, yeah. Oh yeah, you know he has something to prove. Uh, he just didn't know about me, really. Yeah, yeah. So he just thinks I'm just a big old, just an actor, fake dude, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he comes closer to me. He butts me with his chest, and I hit him. Pop! He just <laughs> crumbles into a pile of spaghetti, right? He's just laying there. <laughs> and I told you, right? I was like, dude, go in there. He just looks at me. He was like, all right. <laughs> and he walks in, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, he needed a wake-up call. Yeah, he needed a
0: wake-up call. he needed somebody funny, to smack dude. him around a hey, little
1: <laughs> bit. It, That's it, good for him. It's the quote that'll never get old. Everybody's got a, a plan until I've they get smashed in the face. i I've grown from it. You know exactly.
2: <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> got an <laughs> idea.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. bad until they get oh, that like, first shot, and then they're like, "I don't want that. I don't want to get hit. Don't do that."
2: Oh, and I had like for a couple weeks, I had all these other security. You know hitting me up, and the other bouncers are like, Oh, dude, I heard what happened. Thank you so much. If somebody needed to put that, <laughs> yeah, I bet. you know,
1: yep. I bet. Yeah, it was funny. Restore the balance, That's right? Restore, mm-hmm. yep.
0: <laughs> so, right now, you've got a pretty cool project going. Shift gears a little bit. We talked a little bit today on the phone, and uh, you've got a comic book that you're
2: working on. Tell us about that, yep. Well, um, I the series is called The Multiverse of Fan Theory Madness, you know, um, it's Of course, that's like from the uh, Avengers, uh, the Multiverse of Madness, right? Right. right. um, I'm really, really interested in fan theories of shows. So there's been for a long time uh, the fan theory that Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead are connected in some way. That's as far as it goes, though. Nobody's ever put forth anything deeper, I guess you would say. And, uh, you know, Daryl on the show, he, you know, he talks about, you know, his brother's dealer. Saying yo, bitch, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. His brothers, you know, in the in his in his his Ziploc baggy gallon ziplock baggy. Uh, after he dies, is all his drugs, and in the bottom corner is a is a bag of blue, you know. And, oh,
1: uh, he, I see. So little Easter yeah. eggs like that. They think are hidden in. Yeah. The-
2: wow. People. Go then deep, there's a. There's a bro. Oh yeah, there's a scene in Walking Dead where there's a guy called the Mayor. And he has a a, a pat, eye patch, <clears> right? <throat> the governor, the governor or the mayor, they call him. But he was a bad guy. And he had a, a bad guy meeting with all the other bad guys. And they are saying, what are we going to do? So-and-so's dead. So-and-so's dead. Heisenberg's dead. So I don't know. And, um, it, what? what was that? Heisenberg's Whoa. dead, right? So there was another Easter egg there. So the fans are going nuts. Cool. So it became a fan theory that they're somehow tied together. So I'm thinking, what would, because I love the fans, Yeah. what would I be able to... Create that would be fun for both sets of fans. Yeah. You know. So I decided to to put together a, a small story on how they had tied together and how Breaking Bad caused the Walking Dead. And that's that's nice. why I called it Breaking the Dead, because they broke the dead. They came back. You know, know what I mean? That's a dude. That's <laughs> awesome.
1: That's I love it. You know? but, the, he, but it, yeah. it's also really cool because there's so much there to work with in the conspiracy yeah. of the show right. intertwining that you can actually kind of make that connection You could and you right. make them lend well, to each other. All because, those Easter
0: eggs are already there. There's, there's a lot to go off. Of. Yeah. You
2: yeah, could
1: get
0: super. Well, heck yeah.
2: So I, I get cool. to be part of the comic book and uh, the fact that, you know, of course I wrote it. Um, I drew two of the covers. The one you're looking at, I drew that cover. Wow, dude. And, uh,
1: That's so good. Yeah. So I do,
2: Thank you. I do a lot of the artwork. What I was asking,
1: I was like, "Does he do the art?" And you were like, "I was not sure." You know, yeah. I know he writes it. Yeah, well, so cool. no, he
0: let us know he's a tattoo artist yeah. and stuff. I didn't realize that no, until yeah. we went live. So yeah,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, so Lee Reese, his name is Lee Reese. He's my, uh, the comic book artist that's doing all the inking, putting together the story, the board, you know, all the panels mm-hmm. and all that. I I I draw super rough versions of what I'm looking for. Yeah, right. placement areas and deep he makes it happen from right. that point because I, I can draw all that, but he has all the right programs. He you yep. know he has all the stuff he needs. Digital it would take me software twice as long, right? Three yeah. times as long, and I'm doing a lot of other stuff, right? Yep. So work to your but strength. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I had a piece though. You know, so a couple of pieces of work in there that's mine to say. You know, so it's not people that are like, oh, he's just getting somebody else to do it for him. You know what I mean? I don't believe it. No. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. This Came is out. really it's real cool. cool how, how it happens? You know, it's exciting. I I'm, might I'm tell you off, off camera uh, yeah. what causes the Walking Dead. You know, just can't let the rest of the people know yet. <laughs> and we're gonna have a, a, a Halloween, a Halloween re- a release of Ooh. a comic book on Halloween. Yeah, that's great.
0: You hear that, everybody? Put that on your calendar
2: for that's sure. Awesome. you dope.
1: That's awesome. Well,
0: we'd love to have you on after it releases. Uh, you know, whenever Ooh, you right, get a chance, yeah. we'd come on and chat about it. And uh definitely. Definitely looking
1: forward to that'd that. be so much fun. That's so awesome. We had somebody ask if you're oh. if you're a fan of uh, the game Street Fighter. And then somebody oh, yeah. says Jesus is the
2: Street Fighter. <laughs> <I tell you. laughs> Just Paint, paint me green and give me some red crazy hair. <laughs> That's <You know>? Awesome. <laughs> Although some odd
1: <laughs> I love I love the artwork. Like I said, I like the concept, you know, and and just the uh, the kind of the avenue of going with that fan theory and really extending out a show beyond yeah. even what the creator maybe you know because it's it happens right. You get uh, cult movies, cult classics, cult yeah. shows uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason people tie into them. I don't know if you're a Twin <laughs> Peaks fan, but my God, go watch Twin yeah. Peaks. We I were. Got yeah, yeah, we were in the, the depths of a strong winter one year, I think, and my wife and I discovered. I think Twin Peaks was on Netflix. They had brought it back for some reason. I started watching, and she was just like both like disturbed, but could not stop watching with me. And I just remember it's being like, "Yep, yeah, it's still snowy outside. Can't do anything. Put on a you know another marathon on Twin Peaks while we're stuck in the house." But um, right, that's so cool. I love it's when so cool. that happens
2: because you, you know how a lot of people. Um, I've been saying what happens at you know after Walt, right? At the end of Breaking Bad, right? Besides yep. El Camino, right? Uh, but, so are like oh, wouldn't that be cool? Walt Junior took over the business and you know all these different things. And, that would be wild. Uh, that's what happens in this comic book.
1: Oh, I let Walt Junior. Oh, dude,
0: <laughs> super secret time, everybody. Oh shit.
2: Yeah, I'll just I'll just say that <laughs> Flynn. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, Flynn is. Yeah. Oh, no, the family
1: That's awesome. Yeah. He's uh, he's one of my favorite actors on the show too.
2: Yeah, he used to be my. We're, I was roommates with him. Oh, really? Lived with, with him for a while. That's yeah, that was awesome. that was funny. Man, it was like one time um, we were in his living room and we're chilling, and he ordered us. This was a while back. It was you know like where I'm at. We barely have uh, legal weed here, but we're in you know in California and L.A. And uh, he called up on the phone, it's called Speedy Weed, and he ordered some weed, right? And it helps calm, calm down his cerebral palsy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a medical I'm a medical patient, too, and, at, you know, before that, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're chilling. He orders it, and he did deliver it, and he opens the bag, and he starts giggling, right? And I'm like, what's so funny, man? And he shows me the, the container, and it was Walter White Cush. Oh, right. damn. Shut up. And, and he and we're smoking, and he just starts laughing again. And I'm like, what, bro? He goes like, well, I, I'm out, Jr., you're Gonzo, and we're smoking my dad. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, that was oh, my God, it? bro. Yeah. I'll never forget those days.
0: Oh my Damn. God! I'm funny. Walt Junior. You're that's Gonzo. So We're smoking,
1: funny. my dad. That's so. Oh
0: fun. my God, goodness. dude. Yeah, those. That, yeah, you won't
1: forget that. You won't forget that stuff. That's oh, awesome.
2: Man,
0: yeah. man people so in the the, chat the, are loving, the loving my this. Series.
1: Kind of oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, Go ahead.
2: So the, so the multiverse of fan theory madness. I'm going to do other comic books, but they're going to be other fan theories. You know that they've had so you know there's going to be other really other cool stuff that's out there that you know I've been researching the heck out of yeah you know to to make some other really really good stories for people to enjoy and make some some of these theories realities that's you know awesome. but they're they're just they're, theory, they're still theories that are fun you know what I mean? yeah. yeah
1: yeah
0: we have so many hair brain theories Jesus it's incredible
1: oh Bob alone has at least you <laughs> I know, had a good one today already a
0: top fifty you know.
1: Yeah, And I could list them and and I'll say there are certain (laughs) things that I'm like, man, that'd be cool if that could happen. And, you know, I kind of joke about it now, like if you want to invent something, first go to Google or something and just put it in there. It's probably already been made, you know, so that that, that's what always gets me going is that ADD part of my brain about having an original thought, which sounds like a stupid thing, but I mean, legitimately to have a unique original thought is so rare like, oh, yeah. I want to – it feels like the Truman Show when he's like, I want to be a great explorer like Magellan. And the lady pulls down the map she's like, everything's been discovered. Yeah, it's all already done. You know, so the moments <laughs> yep. where you feel like you even have
0: a – When he's a, going back in time. Yeah. Realizing that like all the times that he had questions, he's adding them he all He tried up.
1: to leave the island, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff nope. that gets me going. And I think that's why my brain does it is because right, right. I'm okay knowing that, okay, this has been figured out or that's been that's fine. Well, what hasn't been yet? Because there's still things out there to be discovered. And I think that's probably why it's not surprising after talking to you a little bit and kind of your background and history and how you got into acting that then we discover through a couple of mutual guests that we had on the show here and friends of yours as well uh, that you also do some cryptid research. You are, you know— you're looking at more than just, say, film, right? You know, you're not just obsessed with oh, one yeah. area of life. Like, you have a pretty broad expanse no, no. of what you're interested in.
0: Yeah. How did you get involved yeah, well, you with know that Sasquatch researching and the
2: uh, cryptid, uh, the biome project? World. Yeah. Okay, so um, if you know ADHD, uh, you understand that we hyper-focus on, on things and we will exhaust whatever information we could find on it you know what I mean if it takes 16 hours straight or three days whatever we won't stop until we can't find no more you know yeah my, uh, my, get distracted.
1: yeah Mike's Mike's had to deal with me for a long time so that's
0: how I am with, with my <laughs> ADD is I get you yep. become obsessed with having to oh yeah figure out something right. until it's my brain can say okay that's good enough we can well finally and, move on after and, three and you're years Obsessed
1: for like yeah three months three years and then it's done one yeah. day it's just done and yeah. you're like I don't yep. do that anymore. And yep. people are like, no, but you always do that's this. And you're like, no, that was just my.
0: That was giant skeletons and giants yeah. in Ohio and mounds and earthworks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not oh, yeah. moved on. Totally, not done with but, it. Yeah. But, but I went no. hard. That was my big one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I well, definitely that, got worried.
1: That,
2: it all ties together. Mm. So yep. When I was four years old, I was four years old. I was living in England and my mom bought a book called mysterious world by Arthur C. Clark. And awesome. I couldn't, speak, I couldn't speak very well, but I could read at four years old. So I was, I went through that whole book, you know, and what, when I turned about four and a half, uh, my mom and my dad took, we took a, a and sister went to Scotland and uh, we went to the Loch Ness and spent uh, two weeks out there camping, looking for Nessie.
1: That's awesome.
2: You know, And we didn't find her, but we scooped up some water and we figured there's some messy poop in there, you know, save that. <laughs> and I was already seeing me and my sister were seeing uh, UFOs. Our, our house was haunted. It was a 200-year-old house They were living in in England. So we we're dealing with that. So since the beginning, I've been you know dealing with all that stuff, and so it never left me. So I was I was uh, in 2000 was the first time I ever heard Bigfoot physically. I had been studying in books forever and whatever it was on TV. The internet didn't exist really. You know mm-hmm. in those times, right? But uh, for the for the average person, <laughs> and um, after, I, after I heard you know Bigfoot in, in person, I was ridiculously you know just obsessed with Bigfoot stuff, learning about everything possible. My sister worked for the police department. My my mom worked for the force department there in the where we're living in Rio de uh and so I got to hear all the reports. You know they couldn't re- they couldn't mm. investigate them because because it doesn't exist supposedly. You know, right. right? But I got to find out all the places they were. So I started researching in those areas and, um, yeah, I got tons of evidence and i I see UFOs too. I got a bunch of pictures and video of UFO stuff. And yeah, man, I'm involved, I don't know, just ghost UFOs, Bigfoot, scripted uh, conspiracy theories, yeah, uh, all, all kinds of stuff, you know, and, um, the way that I got involved with the, the genome project was because, um, JC Johnson of Crypto Four Corners, uh, he passed away. But before he passed away, he invited me to join him uh, on uh, this project because he had found me from being on the Falcon Project. I was on the Falcon Project too, and they had they chose me to be one of the field researchers. And I was like so honored because like the whole panel is all PhDs, Jane Goodall, and all these amazing people. Wow! And uh, unfor- unfortunately, Disney pulled out the funding at the last moment and the whole Falcon project went wow, just ended. So because, uh, Jesse Johnson knew that I was so knowledgeable in anthropology and primates and my Bigfoot and stuff. Um, he chose, he asked me to, to bring me in and that was, it was me, him and, uh, the head of the anthropology department for Gallup, New Mexico, Christopher Dyer, working together and, mm. uh, submitting the the DNA samples, you know, for that, for that project. Yeah passed away, so God rest his wow. son, J.C.
0: And you guys were picking up hair. What were you uh, collecting along the way? And what finds um, hair,
2: find Hair, hair samples, okay. scat samples, um, possible skin tissue samples we found from, you know, pieces of their fur ripping off with the skin, been mm-hmm. caught on a, a tin shed. You know, it was spying on one of the little Navajo ladies on, on the reservation, and she had this little tin shed out there, real raggedy thing with sharp rust everywhere. And yeah. she went, Hey, get out of here. You know, he, he took off all quick. When he turned, he stabbed himself kind of on the shoulder. Right. And ripped off hair and tissue and flesh. You know? Wow. So yeah, there was a hundred submissions. Uh, there, it was a, uh, with Oxford university and a hundred university blind uh, submission study. so we turn in you know dna samples and tell them where it was from what it was to a whole bunch of different things and uh the ones that we deemed credible uh came back as uh, the mitochondrial dna was was human so the mom was human the original bigfoot came from a half a human and a, and a was sasquatch you know together and that's why they're uh, able to get pregnant or impregnate humans or get pregnant by them yeah, because we're brothers and sisters, pretty much, just a lot bigger, stronger, and hairier. Yeah.
0: Damn, that just exploded my brain. Yeah. So the that's now do I know a lot of the rebuttals and you know mainstream scientists and biologists that the big thing is is. Well, where's the DNA? You know, right. we're going to well, test the body. This? Well, there's you know. plenty of tests that have happened. Yeah. This whole project, yeah. obviously, is going on. Um, and, you know, like you said, there's credible PhDs behind this. Um, there's science yeah. at work here. What is the, the hang up, essentially, I guess, is a question of mine. Like, was this study well, taken seriously?
2: Uh, not by everybody. Wasn't yeah. taken seriously by everybody. Uh, the, the woman, uh, Melba Ketchum that uh was a, that worked on DNA. She worked on the O.G. Simpson case, so she's a real, hmm. a real DNA specialist. But as soon as she did that, uh, worked on this you know project, uh, and said that she's seen Bigfoots too, you know where she lives, uh, they tore her apart, ridiculed her, oh, man, oh yeah, yeah, ruined a lot, yeah. So um, it's it's not an issue of uh, not there not being enough evidence. There's a preponderance of evidence, but it's an issue of lack of people wanting to accept it bingo you know um and you get discredited
1: then,
0: you know you're a, a well-respected yeah. scholar sure. or you're a professor yeah. in a university and your whole career could go down the toilet but if once, you start saying i have you know mitochondrial dna yeah. of human bigfoot yeah. hybrids when, when did we when did yeah. we stop yeah.
1: wanting to make discoveries when oh. did that happen? We stopped wanting to discover things, you know, whether it's biological or years historical, ago. you know, archaeological sites. Well, you know, we're, we're well, like, we're good. We don't want any more.
2: The Rockefeller well, Foundation. Well, the problem is that they have put forward a specific uh, social structure of what they've told us is history. Exactly. What is and what is sure. not through the Rockefeller and anything Foundation. anything that goes, if anything goes against that, that on a, that could affect the world's view on certain uh, beliefs, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And they can't have it. You know, if they're trying to push, you know, that we're just, you know, dumb animals that happen by chance, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a million, bazillion zillion mile space and, you know, a big explosion and all that. They don't want to hear that the Sumerian story might be true or the Bible might be true because then they would give credence to other parts of those things and just open up Pandora's box and the people will lose uh, faith and trust in those those departments of science and all these other, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that we lose
0: faith in institutions, which we already are. I think that's the media, the you know, the uh, the science, yep. uh, medicine, everything, ph- pharmaceutical industries,
1: I everything. Mean,
0: <laughs> we're cognitive we're everyone's going. Yep. uh.
1: <laughs> yep. There's a dumpster fire everywhere right now. It yeah. seems like.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't, yep. you know, handing over do you want to be protected or do you want to have liberty and, and live free? Because yeah. protection right? brings tyranny. Yeah. Every single day.
2: Yeah. And people tell me, uh, aren't like, aren't you worried about you know them ruining your career, your acting career, and all that stuff? Speaking like, of well, one. Stuff. I've been doing this before the acting. Right. Um they found out about it, uh, the public because I'd get interviewed for my movies or TV shows, and they say, so, Jesus Jr., what do you do between movies and film? And I'm like, oh, you know, huh, Bigfoot? Look for you <laughs> You know? Makes <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they're like,
1: what? <laughs> yeah. He's just a no. little trail off. What was that, bud? <laughs> like, is he serious? That's
2: Dude, hilarious. you know, and uh, yeah, and I'm like, what are they going to do? Ruin my reputation? Oh, no, now I can't play murderers. As the gangster? <laughs>
1: If anything, yeah. it only helps build that's your resume, like, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, the, you know, when, as when the said, drug you know, dealing henchman. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean it. They'll be like, "Yeah, he's crazy," you know? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that's why and how,
1: man. You know? That's great. So you had that project, but I think we've talked to other people as well about some stories involving you going on some of your own personal excursions and having, you know, maybe some closer than needed encounters or wanted encounters have you ever been out and been like okay I, i'm actually nervous i don't want to be in this situation mm-hmm. in a sasquatch environment or not really.
2: um i would say one time okay and then i wasn't looking for bigfoot either um i was with a friend we're at my house and uh where i live it's in, it's in the middle of the desert by the missile range and you could see every star you, you could imagine. Oh, it's be beautiful. Able to see. Yeah, the night oh, sky. Oh, New Mexico oh, sky is the oh, best
0: that I've ever oh. seen.
2: You know, so unfortunately on this night, you couldn't see any other stars because it was cloud cover. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we went out there to look for UFOs, but then we're like, where the heck do the stars go? You know, so we're just hanging out, you know, walking on the gravel uh, road that goes around our property and the other houses. And now uh, we get to the corner of our prop. my property. It's a five-acre plot and uh, we hear something uh, walk onto the the gravel road in front of us. And, you know, I I know what bipedal and quadrupedal sounds like, you know, on on the gravel road. lived there for a long time and I've studied and all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, so something with two feet walked on the road about 20 feet in front of us, but it was so dark, we couldn't see it. You could see my house that's in the middle of the five acres but the the floodlights only go out so many yards, mm-hmm. right? Well, so out, outside of us seeing that, pitch darkness, right? And it starts pacing back and forth, right? You can hear it walking back and forth across the street in front of us. And, and, uh, we're like, what the hell is that? You know, we're like, oh crap, dude. You know, we're kind of freaking out. It's, <laughs> it's after mid it's after midnight and we're in, in the desert, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's all kinds <laughs> of stuff out there. Chupacabras and monsters and oh, shit. dogmen oh, it's and all this goes on, you know? Yep. Woo. So uh it starts going faster, I'm walking faster back and forth, pacing faster, like building up a courage. You know what I mean? Like you ever been to a bar and you see a guy oh, yeah. that's getting drunk. Junker and junker until he has it. Oh yeah. Finally has it, and then he'll run up and do it, you know? So it's that's the feeling that I'm getting. I've been in a bunch of those situations, you know. So I recognize that energy. And it's going faster and faster back and forth. And I tell my friend Mike, I'm like, dude, let's squat down, grab some rocks, and chuck them at whatever the hell that is, <laughs> and maybe it'll and it'll run away, right? So we grab some rocks and we chuck them. And we didn't hit it. It's still pacing back and forth. Now faster, even more upset, right? And I'm like, shh. So I, I reach down again, and I feel for a good-sized rock. And I get up, and I close my eyes, even though it's pitch dark. I close my eyes, and I try to use my Jedi force, you know, uh, <laughs> which is just following the sound <laughs> of its feet with my mind's eye. And I wind up, yeah, I throw the rock as hard as I could, and you and I threw it so fast, that it, you know. It went went, made that noise. You know, if you throw them just oh, yeah. hard enough. Yep. And I hit and I hit it and it screamed Wah! like that. Damn. We're like, oh, Shut shit. Up. What? And we, we take off running Damn. to my house, towards my house. Right. And there's mesquite bushes and everything, you know, on the way. So we're going as fast as we can. Of course, at the time I weighed over 400 pounds. So to me, I thought I was going really, really fast, but it was probably like four miles per hour or something. And uh, my friend Michael's kind of ahead of me. And we get closer to the house to where it's lighting up the ground. And uh, I can see next to me is that big, it was a juvenile Bigfoot running next to me, but on all fours just kind of galloping and looking at me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Stop. And I, I speed up to about five miles per hour. And we run up the back deck, right? You know, it's only like four steps. We run up the back deck, and it runs into the deck on the right side and tackles it, and just boom! And we're trying to get the sliding door open, which is just like this. But we couldn't figure it out. It was like a combination lock that night. Right. I'm so scared. Right. And it runs. It ran to the other side of the, the the deck, boom, and tackled it again. And we finally got the door open and ran as there, closed the door, curtain. We're like, you know, and that was the one time that I feared for myself. You know what I mean? Um, the the rest of the times it's been more a uh, curious and interesting uh situation because uh, I could try to communicate with them because I, I know they're not stu- they're not just big Yeah, you know? right that
0: would be the most it's interesting
2: gor- thing to me yeah they're not gorillas you know they're, they're they're part human. so whenever I do get in close contact with them I try to do things that would they can c- try to communicate with me you know I'll uh when I was with uh that night, we are submitting some of the DNA. We were in uh, the northern, you know, part of New Mexico and off the San Juan River. Uh, uh, this uh, private flying fishing uh, place uh, property uh, by a guy named Jake, and he, uh, we were staying over because he had a bunch of reports. And I ended up uh, finding a bigfoot, and it was in the bushes, you know, like by the side of the the a canal that ran off the, the river. And you know, I, I I was like, I heard the movement. I was like, well, it could be a cougar, it could be a cow, it could be a bear, it could be a raccoon, it could be many, many things. But what could it, what could I do that if it's a Bigfoot, it might be able to do back? Mm. No other animal can do mm. as a human or a Bigfoot. So I I tapped three times, tap, 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 it was, you know, uh, a rock, two rocks, you know, and I weighed it. And I did it again towards them, the, you know, the, the brush. And then it did it back. Tap, tap, tap I was like, I did it oh, again. Tap, tap, tap. So we were doing it back and forth for a while. You know what I mean? And then the other guy came and, you know, his cigarette hanging from his mouth and his beer. He's like, hey, man, come on, let's go this way. I think we got something good over here. And I was like... No, was, no, you right don't. here, bro. No, you don't. Yeah, you know? And, and he was like, man, stop playing around. Jesus, let's go. Come on. Tap, tap, tap. You know, and you know, let's go back. I was like, dude, it's right here. Watch. And I did the tap, tap, tap. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Tap, tap, tap. Nothing. I'm like, don't do this to me right now, Bigfoot. You know, and I do it one more time. Tap, tap, tap. And it goes, tap. It didn't like that guy, you know? Right. And he's like, like, oh, sh-. Yeah, he was like, oh, shit. And he... Just leaps off the little bridge we're on and jumps into the bushes. <laughs> and you hear the big know, crashing through everything. He's like, hey, man, I thought where it was sitting. It's too warm. Oh, I'm my magic. God. More Jeez of him. What are you
1: doing? Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, know the guy. but It's like, dude. I want to ask you about something you said with the, the juvenile. It's just cruising yeah. on all fours next to you. They get down on all fours from yeah. time to time. You hear Yeah, They can hear run on all fours. Yeah. That yeah, that, and, um, that that's where I might get a little concerned when it goes all wheel drive on me. <laughs>
2: yep. And that's like it's it, they've out, they outrun some of the Navajo Rangers, you know. Well, and, I, on believe oh, yeah. I believe it. Oh, I believe it. When they when they're going full speed, they're on all fours. All I like can Just imagine is like uh
1: Ooh. uh the first uh, well not the first but the uh the first uh, Hulk with Eric Bana when he's he's oh. running in the desert as the Hulk. <laughs> And he's you know he's you got know, so much momentum and he's trying to figure it out and you can see him almost like tipping forward and then he's you know just trucks faster and faster. I imagine a Sasquatch right. like that like momentum, unimaginable just, strength in each one of those limbs yeah. and the stride is so long. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're you're like a, a just this spring loaded muscle machine. Like, like grizzly bears can. They're like just, the Hulk. They're beyond you. Like like you know. Yeah. Big,
2: well, remember this though. Okay? Remember this, guys. About the Sasquatches. Unlike humans. Our arms are shorter than our legs. Sasquatches have longer arms than their legs. Right. But when they they go on all fours, they're even. When we go on all fours, our butt's in the air. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. no, it
1: makes a lot. It's of sense harder too. for
0: us to go on all fours. It takes yeah, more of not, oh yeah. like you do bear bear crawls in football. Remember, we have to used to do bear crawls. Uh, oh, like once, fifty I hated yard, crawl, once or twice, fifty once. yard line, once or twice, and forth. I got a
1: couple I, detentions during oh. football.
0: Yeah, we had
1: to do bear <laughs> crawls.
2: Oh man, they, they, I was a lineman, so they always made us. You know,
0: oh, linemen always had to do bear crawls. That's hilarious.
2: Mm-hmm. Not so much. And I was before. a, a left, left defensive tackle. That's, That's what's, what's up.
0: Right. Yeah, I bet you were good. I can imagine. Yeah.
2: I was the only freshman that benched 350 and uh, was on varsity. I was a big boy when I started.
1: Benched 350 in high school as a freshman?
2: Yeah, yeah. Good grief. Man, man you would have been... Oh, like- yeah, it just got bigger and bigger. That's so amazing. That's why I was... Like, right now, um, I i don't think I look 300 pounds. If you see me, you'd think I look like 240 or 230 in that world. But, you yeah, know, I, I, was, I was just... I'm, thick I guess or something or yeah. dense bones or whatever but yeah. you know, I've never seen an overweight skeleton but I, I'm big bone Yeah <laughs> do, you,
1: do you have any siblings uh, any brothers that there's one sister okay I didn't know if there was maybe a like you know uh, uh, a sibling it's like oh Yo, you think gonzo's big i'm the big you know yeah that's kind of like where we're from back home somebody would be like six four oh, six yeah. five and you know oh you're so you so tall his dad's bigger than he is yeah somebody else is six nine six ten and i'm like man i'm struggling yeah. i'm five foot ten you know but yeah it's all good there's some big fellas we grew up
0: with
2: yeah if i wear uh, if i wear boots on six four
1: yeah you
2: know <laughs> uh, I, i'm 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 big for a mexican for sure, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. So it's yeah. like
2: Danny. You yeah. know Danny Trejo's. Do you know how tall he is?
0: How how tall is Danny?
2: Danny, when he was in his forties, was was five foot six. Okay. Is he taller now? now? He's he's no, he's shorter. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's in his seventies now, so he's you know he's starting to shrink. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So, yeah. 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 So like for 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 the 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 Mexican cholos and all that out there, I'm a, I'm a very large version. Yeah. Well, you got that market. There's some giants out there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So when I was bouncing, though, I had to fight. You know, dudes that were. I. There was a seven footer I fought, a six foot eight dude I fought, uh, a bunch of six foot five dudes because they all want to, you know, yeah, fight old boy here.
0: They want to test their luck. Yeah, test themselves.
1: Yeah. No, not me. (laughs) I mean, I go to the punching machine where you put the quarter in and it tells you stop. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's my training. That's my, you know.
0: Oh, man.
1: I go to Chuck E. Cheese and I flex. No, that's not what you do.
2: Yeah. Is there, is there any way uh, you could take a quote unquote commercial break for about 45 seconds? Yeah, like, plug ab- the, uh,
0: absolutely. You just got to plug in the phone. It's, no, it's no. All, all good. You do what you all need. Good. Do that's, that's absolutely that. fine.
1: We're, we're, we're great. You have to adjust. I, I was, was actually going to chop up. It was funny. I was going to say something earlier. I should have mentioned it because I was thinking of this exact problem earlier, but I didn't really. I was like, you know what? He probably has a phone that just lasts forever somehow. But
0: real quick, while we're, we got a second, I'm going to shout out everybody here in the chat. Jay Lamb, oh, and the counter call outlaw. I saw AI in there. What's up, AI boys? We got, uh, who else is in there? We got uh, Dick Meadows. Dick what's Meadows? happening, Dick Meadows? Necro uh, in there. Yep. Um, Necro, what's happening? I was born not to run in there. I can't uh, remember. Necro. Hieronymus.
1: <laughs> Necro's awesome. Okay. Um, I did it. That's yeah, good. welcome, guys. It looks good. That's sharp. Okay. I like the. Uh, is it a dream, good, catcher? dream catcher behind you on the wall or is it not a dream catcher? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a dream, dream catcher. Yeah.
1: That's beautiful. Yep.
2: And... Thank you, thank you Yeah, man uh, I'm proud of my, my, my Native uh, heritage, you know Oh, absolutely
1: uh, but
2: I had yeah, a, yeah.
1: I had a patient a few years ago When I was still in the medical field That he was Native American And he made his own um, moccasins And they were hand-beaded And I mean, you want to nice. talk about the nicest Like, just it's intricate cool. And I was like, just curious Because that's my nature What would something like that go for If I wanted to buy a pair of Not those? He's cheap. like, yeah, like $400 Yeah maybe more yeah. he's like i mean this is just hours and hours of handwork and just the design and patterning was it was awesome yeah. just beautiful
2: because yeah, i have really big feet it would cost twice as
1: much <laughs> you, the eight hundred dollars two cows
2: you have two cows <laughs> <and> two cows. <laughs> no
1: what size are those I don't. gonzo size oh so I don't, i'll wear that uh, size. exactly
0: Yo, what is happening? Man, that was an incredible episode. It was so awesome getting to know Jesus Pion Jr. And wow, we weren't expecting to hear some of the inside stories and inside baseball from being on the set of Breaking Bad. So make sure you stay tuned for part two because we're going to go even deeper with some of Jesus's Bigfoot research and some of the experiences and stories. And I'll tell you what. There's some interesting potential evidence that Jesus reveals to us that absolutely blew our minds. I'm still reeling from that. And so make sure you guys stay tuned. It's going to be epic. And make sure you guys follow Jesus. He is at Breaking Bad Gonzo on Instagram, at Jesus Jr. 2012 on Twitter. And go check out his YouTube page at Breaking Bigfoot you won't want to miss he's got a bunch of these videos up on his youtube channel and some of the evidence and things that he's collected and man this was a good one we can't wait for part two mikey out take care guys bye bye.